You're listening to Potter Nonsense, a podcast with me and Ray. So, this is first initial episode of Potter Nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome which... to Potter Nonsense. Uh, my name's Fee. My name is Ray. This is our first recording, so we might be a little bit awkward, so bear with us. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so it's just a bit of a speed round to begin with. Yeah. We thought that we would, rather than just jumping into the show, um, just go through a couple of questions, get, get, let you guys get to know where we're coming from as we gently trash this series that we both love. Gently and with love. Yes. We love it, but mm, there's some questionable content we, there. We have a lot of questions and Frankly, J.K. Rowling is not willing to answer them because we're just talking about how people would poo at like just wherever they were, and that's questions that's not we why... never wanted. Yeah, we... <laughs> questions we never wanted answered. We're more interested in say like who teaches sex ed at Hogwarts, <laughs> and yeah, you, basically, you know, how does occupational health and safety work? Does it exist? I don't think it does. Yep, pretty much that. That's what we're here for. We're mm. here to ask the hard-hitting questions that J.K. Rowling refuses to answer. Yes, but for now, we're just asking fairly softball questions between ourselves. And when we've done a couple of episodes, where I think that we're going to probably open the th- open the questioning up to you guys, and any questions that you have to ask us, we'll be happy to answer. So this may be the first of a number of Q&A episodes, depending on how interesting you find us. <laughs> Hopefully very. Hopefully. <laughs> so um, first we wanted to cover what's our history with Harry Potter? Do you want to go first, Ray? Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously the books. I was given the book as an eight-year-old who was bored with what I was reading by my grandmother who had just come back from England because that's where she's from and she said this is all the rage with the kids over there read this and it was the Chamber of Secrets because yes she gave me the second one first and I was very (laughs) confused Um, and then I had to go and find the Philosopher's Stone and I think the first three were out by the time I I think the third had come out by the time I read that and then from then on it was as they say history Uh, I read every one of them as they came out and grew up with the movies and grew up with the actors and grew up with the series as it was. So, yeah, it's it's very close to my heart and I love it. Um, I I think I was actually the same age as you when I first read it. Like I would have been about – I remember I was in in year three and the teachers had come to the conclusion that I – was slow because I wasn't particularly interested in the books that I was being given and therefore I wasn't reading them, so I was falling behind in reading. And then an auntie gave me a copy of The Philosopher's Stone, so she was a bit more on the ball than than Nana. (laughs) Um, She gave me a copy of The Philosopher's Stone and I started to devour it. And I actually had a teacher tell me that this was too advanced for me and I should stop reading it. And 
I think that were I a less timid child, I would probably have walked backwards double fisting middle fingers at him because, you know, (laughs) it was something that I was finally interested in reading and I went on to, like, devour the rest of the school library. (laughs) Excellent, excellent. I feel like Harry Potter for a lot of us was like a gateway book. It was, we may, I read a lot as a kid, but fantasy wasn't really an option and then suddenly it was and this world of magic opened up and I suddenly started decided that I wanted to read the Chronicles of Narnia and I wanted to read um the Artemis Fowl books Artemis they Fowl. sort of came out at the same time yeah Artemis Fowl was my yeah. next book after um I ran out of Harry Potter books to read for the time being yeah yeah, right. And before that, magic and fantasy and everything. Like I read Lord of the Rings, but it was very long-winded for an eight-year-old. And I think that was mostly my grandfather reading me The Hobbit to go to bed with. But magic wasn't an option. And then suddenly it was. Mm. And I was obsessed. I read The Hobbit as a kid as well. I did not manage to get past the like several dozen pages of just people running in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) That's um, something I do intend to, as an adult, go back to. But I do love those movies. (laughs) Yeah, look, Lord of the Rings as an adult, you'd get a more of appreciation, but there is still like very long-winded descriptions of them running through fields. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to be prepared for that this time. (laughs) Yeah, Hmm. yeah. It's a but yeah. So Harry Potter, I think, is safe to say a gateway book for a lot of our generation and I think it's a gateway for a lot of younger kids now because I mean the first thing that I handed my siblings as they got old enough to read was read this Harry Potter loved it yeah and I I didn't when um I uh had a long space where I didn't get to know my nephew so I did not get to introduce him to Harry Potter but I did introduce him to Artemis Fowl so you know that's something Artemis (laughs) Artemis Fowl is amazing it is and very keen to see where they take that oh yeah they're, they're bringing out a movie for that aren't they mm-hmm. yeah when I gave it to my nephew he was nine so he was like prime Artemis Fowl reading age <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely but yeah awesome so I guess the next question up on the speed round is what are we doing with this podcast this was your brainchild so I'll let you take the reins on this one well we have had many conversations before this off of like not being recorded about our various questions about the Harry Potter universe and how you know they're just not being addressed we're getting you know the weird stories of American wizards that are occasionally very culturally insensitive and um also sort of apply a level of Englishness to American wizards that I don't think works. Um, so the, a lot of what's coming up on Pottermore doesn't really interest me and I don't think it interests you either. No, not really. Like I, I've, I've dabbled with Pottermore. I've looked at a few things and I've just sort of gone, oh, she's really grasping at straws to keep this alive, which is sad because – Harry Potter is such a big deal and yet I think it's something that should just remain. Mm. Not remain anything in particular but just remain. Yeah, if you're not creating a new story and there are new stories coming with the Fantastic Beasts movies but I think that sharing your world building is not a great way to um, keep the story alive. It's It's... 
it if anything it just makes you makes us a bit fatigued with the idea so rather than looking at Pottermore we're going to be looking at what's in the content of the actual books and what questions rise from that we're not going to be particularly looking to Pottermore for information yeah no I mean if something comes up that I'm like "Mm, I'm pretty sure that is on Pottermore let's see Mm. um obviously go and have a look yeah have a little bit of a gander but Mostly it's, yeah, stuff that comes up in the books. Um, A lot of the times, obviously, the books differ greatly from the movies. There's a lot more content in the books. Mm. Um, But it's just more, I think for me personally, this kind of piqued my interest because J.K. Rowling is just kind of giving us too much of her world building and it seems like she's giving us the stuff that she didn't think about originally, she thinks about now. Yes, and is trying to edit the world that she created in the 90s for the current day while also being, like, a very transphobic person. Yes. Yes. She's she's definitely a little bit a product of her generation. Yes, she is. And, you know... That's some, That's also something that we'll go into, like the general dynamics of the world that has been created. Yeah. But yeah, so basically we're going to be discussing the world and we'll be focusing mostly one question at a time on stuff like why are the Weasleys so poor and is there is there another prison? <laughs> Yes. Is there more than just Azkaban? Because I have questions. Yes. Does also the inhumane treatment of the inmates in Azkaban. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you have even to, get ahead. Yeah, do you have to go to evil skeleton jail forever for like stealing a broomstick? <laughs> yeah. Like is there like is there a lockup and then Azkaban? Like these are the questions we're gonna be asking yes, and these I, are the questions we're going to attempt to answer. I could go into things now regarding the, whether there's a lockup before before Azkaban, but you know, we'll we'll do that when we actually discuss that topic. Yes. So for our next speed round question, we have why can't you just read another book? Simple answer to that is I have. Yeah. I've read a lot of books. I mean, I've read a lot of different series. I'm reading three books right now. One of them is Harry Potter, but <laughs> the the other ones are Les Miserables and um, The Drums of Autumn by Diana Gabaldon. That's one of the Outlander books. Like, we read other books. I mean, yeah. there was a stage where I was not reading other books, but that was because I read Fifty Shades of Grey and I thought, huh, mm. maybe books are bad. Ah, darling, why? No, no Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, I I mean, I just wanted to know what the hype was about and then I did and it's like, well, there's not much hype to be about, to be perfectly frank. And also, (laughs) I hate this and also I'm going to just read comic books, nothing but comic books for four years. (laughs) Oh, you did. You read a lot of comic books. Every time we spoke, it was like, oh, yeah, I read this comic book. And I'm like, okay, and? (laughs) And I love the comic books, but yeah, you didn't read anything. Um, I am currently reading, I am reading two things. I am reading the Lauren Kate Fallen series, which oh, they just hated done myself. a movie or something just, that. Yes, the movie was on Netflix. It is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's actually trashy and I love it. Um, but when I first read the Lauren Kate Fallen series. I did not give the other books a chance. And I'm going to go on the record and say right now that I should have because the other books are fantastic. Oh, okay. Um, the first book is very girl has 
uh, Mary Sue girl has basic interests and she's a bit boring and she's got two other love interests, both are angels, spoiler alert, one is good, one is bad, who will she fall in love with? And I was like, oh, okay, kill me now. <laughs> I started reading the second book and went, where is this going? And suddenly this girl, this teenage girl who is caught in a battle between good and evil and blah, 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 is having this existential crisis about, well, why am I the person who's in this? Why I didn't choose to love him. This has been thrust upon me and now she's on a journey of why is this happening? And I have to say it's very refreshing to read. Oh, good. I'm up to the last book and I'm really enjoying how Luce, who is the main character, is really kind of coming into her own character. This is a character that I passed off as a bit of a Bella Swan and – and she's really come into, well, no, now I love him for my own choice, not because someone told me to. Oh, that's good. You know, I've, yes. I've seen the cover of those books. Mm. Um, I never tried to read them because they looked kind of like the next Twilight. Yeah, well, that's, that is what, exactly what I wrote them off at, uh, as. And I am thoroughly impressed and I do recommend them mm. if anyone really gives a shit about my recommendations. Um, <laughs> But the other book I am reading at the moment is one by Victoria Schwab or V.E. Schwab um, and it is called Vicious. Vicious, yes, it's Vicious, not Vengeful. Vengeful is the second one. And it is a supervillain story, not a superhero story, a supervillain story. Mm. And Victoria Schwab writes like a dream and I adore her. Um, and I have read her Darker Shade of Magic series. If anyone's listening to this and wants book recommendations, I'm happy to give them. But her Darker Shade of Magic series was beautiful. The world in it is stunning, but Vicious and Vengeful are so far amazing. So yes, I read a lot of magic and I love magic and Harry Potter was my gateway magic. Yeah, and, you know, going on from like why this particular book has stuck with us, well, these particular books... Um, because they were so formative to us, they're something that's been on our minds and, I mean, the internet has very much kept Harry Potter alive. So we keep on finding new things to talk about and we want to talk about them here. (laughs) It's not even new things to talk about though because Harry Potter is so ingrained within our generation. I'm going to say this because... It is a generational thing because I think a little bit is lost on anyone who wasn't in the Potter hype of like the late 90s, early 2000s, Mm. so if they were too old for it, and anyone who was born sort of after that and they're coming into it as a second wave, um, the generation is very much, if you were seven to eight to nine years old between 1997 to 1999, say, Mm. if you were like seven eight or nine years old then this is your generation yeah it's it's Um, obviously there are some it's the younger millennials that this really struck a chord with um and it's it's also like if I mean there are some oddities like my boyfriend and some of my really good friends are in their mid-30s and they are also big Potter fans but a lot of the time you find people around their same age, so I'm mm-hmm. talking like 33 to 35, and they sort of go, yeah, I liked Harry Potter, I wasn't really into it. You find someone who is but anywhere between the age of 25 and now like 30, and it's like, oh, my God, Harry Potter changed my life. Yeah. 
And actually, speaking of um, people in their 30s and Harry Potter, um, we will be at some point when he does finish reading, um, having a discussion with a young man who was reading Harry Potter for the first time at age 30. Ah, exciting. Um, I like that. Yeah, he he didn't get into it um, back then. He wasn't much of a reader until, you know, the last couple of years. And so he's reading it for the first time and we'll have his thoughts on the matter. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. That's going to be good. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm in the podcast and I'm excited for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, before um, we move on to yeah. the last thing on our list, um, we were saying that we should probably go over what our houses are. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, houses. I'm a Gryffindor. Big, big Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. Like... I want to say like on a scale of Gryffindor to like Slytherin where Ravenclaw sits slightly on the uh, Gryffindor end and Hufflepuff sits slightly towards the Slytherin end. I'm somewhere in the middle. Okay. But if you're looking at a sliding scale of Gryffindor to Slytherin, I am dead centre. I feel like it's not so much a spectrum as one of those like quadrant graphs and like you figure out. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Where are you on the quadrant graph? Well... Fun story, when Pottermore came out and it was the official sorting hat test, I was like, right, I'm going to do this, it's going to be great. Sat down, did it. I got Gryffindor Mm -hmm. and I was like, awesome, that's great. I was also studying science at the same time. First rule of scientific experimentation is if you cannot replicate it, that is not what it is. So test retestability, I did the test again and I got Slytherin. I was like, right, oh, okay, that's, that's a bit my brain kind of exploded. Mm-hmm. And so I left it a week and thought, oh, my God, I'm Gryffindor. I'm Slytherin, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, no, you know what? I need a sample size because I was doing statistics. I need a sample size. So I decided to do the test 10 times over <laughs> 10, I think it maybe it might have been 12 weeks, uh, 10 times over 12 weeks and I would uh, percentage base what my house would be from there. I got Gryffindor four times, Ravenclaw four times, uh, sorry, Gryffindor four times, Slytherin four times, and Ravenclaw twice. Okay, so no Hufflepuff times. No, Hufflepuff didn't come into it, which I'm sort of disappointed about but not disappointed about. Mm. But at the same time, I feel like I should have a little bit more Hufflepuff there. But that's okay. I have friends who are Hufflepuffs. It's great. Now, I've always felt a little bit weird about, like, house placement sort of thing. I know that um, mm. these days I do lean more Hufflepuff. I really do. But um, I'm a Slytherin. I have one friend who, when we were playing D&D, like she just looked at me um, after I had said something and she's like, you know, I've never realised why you were a Slytherin before until this moment. <laughs> just because of something <laughs> that I had come up with. And that's that's yeah. sort of – and I think that that's um, – a lot of how it is, like, you pass for a Hufflepuff the entire time and then you come out with, like, whatever particularly devious thing that you can come up with and some people are like, oh, right. See, I really like I really like the quadrant thing, but I really also like the, 
the fact that someone, I read it somewhere and I can't remember where I read it, probably Tumblr, let's be honest, probably Tumblr, mm. that Gryffindor and Slytherin are two sides of the same coin because they both want the same thing but they have two different ways to go about it. Yes. And Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff are two sides of the same coin because they both want to stay at the same thing but they go different ways about it. And they are also, like, oh my God. Each these coins are also um, valid because one coin is the one that JK Rowling cares about and one is absolutely not. <sighs> Oh, burn. I feel like I need one of those like DJ decks where it's like, (laughs) I need sound effects, damn it. (laughs) And I actually haven't done a lot of sorting tests, but I know that like when I was younger, I was more, more Slytherin and then I got anxiety. (laughs) So, Oh, anxiety. Yeah. And um, it's hard to be that ruthless when you also are like, I just kind of want to um avoid risks and not do all that much (laughs) yeah well I mean I I am of a firm belief because I did study psychology I do have a degree in psychology I don't use it but I do have one Mm -hmm. (laughs) um it just looks pretty on my wall um it reminds me of my crippling debt (laughs) but anyway the um I really really like that personality which is essentially what these Harry Potter house quizzes are um your personality is fluid and it does change based on your age based on your circumstance based on who you're surrounding yourself with I definitely wasn't the same person at 11 that I ended up being at 17 so you know like the kids at Hogwarts would definitely like change and vacillate and like you know maybe there should be another sorting halfway through your Hogwarts career and you go somewhere else. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine the stress that would put under McGonagall? Oh, definitely. Like that would put McGonagall under. <laughs> Malfoy, what are you doing in the Gryffindor? Oh, that's right. You're a Gryffindor now. Um, I think part of me also, because the, the very last test that I did put me in Slytherin, and although I, I this was about four years ago, I have recently redone the test and I did very much get Gryffindor straight off the bat. So it was like, all right, I can see that now. But I think the other reason why I've stuck with Gryffindor so long is I have so much Gryffindor merchandise that I just don't want to change. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, even if I wanted to be a Hufflepuff now, I've got the Slytherin stuff. So like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like I, 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 that- I handmade Slytherin robes is the thing I can't I can't well I could probably like take them apart and put in yellow panels but also I look terrible in yellow see I look great you do you look magnificent in yellow make me want to be a Hufflepuff I'm sorry Hufflepuffs (laughs) any Hufflepuffs listening I do appreciate all of the Hufflepuff friendships that I have Mm -hmm. because everybody needs a Hufflepuff friendship most of my friendships um, are with Hufflepuffs. <laughs> see, a lot of my friendships are with Slytherins mm-hmm. and with Ravenclaws. Okay. I have a lot of – well, I live with a Ravenclaw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, which I always pegged my my partner as a Gryffindor because he's just loud and bold and just whatever, um, hold my beer kind of person. <laughs> uh, and he took the desk and he's like, I'm a Ravenclaw. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess I see it, sort of. Hmm. <laughs> Um, also, I could not be a Ravenclaw based on the fact that I would be locked out of the tower because I'm not that smart when it comes to riddles. I'm terrible at riddles. <laughs> I would just be that Ravenclaw that's like, guys, can I come and sleep in the dungeons again because I'm locked out of Ravenclaw Tower? 
Yeah, I um, would definitely have to just hang out with someone who was better than me at riddles, which is mm. the Slytherin answer, to be honest. Look, see, two different, two different ways of going about this. Mine was, I'm crashing in your place and you can't do anything to stop it. And yours was, I'm going to make friends with the smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that it would also be a smart guy that would also be someone that I really enjoyed being around. But, you know... Um, help me get home would definitely play in. Absolutely. Mm. I just crash on your couch and eat all your food. <laughs> so, ah, but um, I would really be curious as well, anybody who's listening, if you ever hear something one of us says that is more Gryffindor, more Slytherin, and just be like, and that's why you're a Gryffindor, <laughs> just pop it in the comments or, or message us or something. I don't know. Mm. Um, how this is going to work. Um, but let us know because I'm genuinely curious because sometimes I say things and people just look at me and they go, oh, that's why you're a Gryffindor. Like how you can't actually ever t- turn down a dare? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> I once ate a whole box of warheads. Uh, for those of you who don't know what warheads are, they are covered in very serious citric acid. Um and I ate a whole box of them. This is the actually and, the um, exact instance that I was thinking about. <laughs> this isn't the instance you're thinking about. No, that. Oh, this no, is. this this is the exact thing that I was thinking of when I brought up the dare. <laughs> yeah, look, my housemate at the time, who is very much a Slytherin, uh, looked at me, and I was sort of eating them one by one, and I'm like, mm, "These are really nice," and she's like, mm, "Yeah, I bet they'd be better." Um, all at once and I was like no they wouldn't that would burn your mouth and she's like oh I don't think it would and I'm like watch this <laughs> and yep that's how that happened um, I regretted it immediately but I did it and that's the point was there a video or just a picture no I think there was a video on snapchat I'll see if she still has it because I genuinely look like I'm having a bad day yeah. like I'm ha- I'm dying in the in the video mm. or the picture with enough followers um, we may release yeah. the video but that's up to Ray maybe <laughs> Yeah. Oh, look, I'm happy to make a fool of myself on the internet. <laughs> I'm a Gryffindor. Oh, of course. I will say this um, entire podcast concept is a very Ravenclaw pursuit. It is. Mm. It's also very Gryffindor to be the one that's heard. Oh, yeah, that too. I mean, you know, there are definitely <laughs> going to be people who are, you know, why Why are you tearing into this? And it's like, well, you know, we're doing it from a place of love, but, you know, people don't generally also – think of this sort of thing that way so you know yes look disclaimer number one we love harry potter Mm. do not get us wrong harry potter changed our lives and we can never like sort of forget that yeah and it's great we just have questions i think we're gonna get a lot of the like let people enjoy things thing but like this is how we enjoy it Oh, yeah. Yeah. I enjoy Harry Potter. I'm enjoying everything about it. And I'm not ripping anything apart to do with the story. I'm not ripping apart anything to do, well, some of the story, but (laughs) I'm not ripping apart anything to do with like how it's written, why it's written, the basis of JK's ideas. I'm merely just just kind of doing the Australian thing and going, that doesn't make sense. Mm, Yep. Just I love this, but that doesn't make sense. Um, the other thing is I can very much appreciate the work and effort and lengths that J.K. Rowling went through to create this entire world and this entire series. Like I fully appreciate it. 
Oh, yes, 100%. We are both writers. Mm. Yeah, and world building on this scale is just, it blows my mind, mm. honestly. Um, and there, I don't know how she did there it. There are things that you're going to miss. Like if I ever get that um, the first draft that I've got to a publishable point and get it published, like I'm sure there are going to be big glaring questions that people have about my world because that part of it wasn't my priority. Yeah, no. So do be aware that we do... Uh, we do this from a place of love mm. um, and just for something to do because, honestly, keeping keeping Potter alive is more about the fans talking and discussing and having these conversations. And, um, yeah, I just – there will be things that probably I have opinions on and Fee has opinions on that don't really quite mesh up and that's fine. Yeah. We're having a discussion. That's also going to be part of the fun of it. But I think we should also take this opportunity to say there are certain characters that if you like that character, you're probably not going to have a good time listening to this show. Yes. Disclaimer number two. Disclaimer number two uh, is there are certain characters that are problematic from a, again, a, a human standpoint. They are problematic from relationship standpoint. They are problematic from a psychology standpoint. Um, One of the biggest characters that I can think is going to cause the most issues for us um, is going to be Snape. Yep, Snape. Snape's not a good guy. We don't like him. He's not meant to be a good guy. I mean, J.K. Rowling kind of thinks he's a good guy, but like that. But originally when she wrote it, Snape wasn't a good guy. He's not a good guy. He's the villain in the first book. Mm. He is the ultimate villain in the first book. And there are things that you cannot change. You you cannot write them and then unwrite them. You can't. He didn't get a good redemption arc. He didn't get a redemption yeah. arc. His redemption arc revolved around the fact that he couldn't let something go. Yeah. You can't redeem a guy from trying to poison a child's beloved pet and then becoming furious when the poison doesn't work and punishing those children for that. Like, yeah. you just can't. Um, that's That's like... With every, like, there's a lot of other things, but, like, that's one that's like, mm, I don't think that we can actually, like, come back from that. That's, that's you know, serial killer nonsense. No. Yeah. You're, so, yes, if you're listening and you've made it this far, the whole 31 minutes and 35 seconds, and you really, really like Snape, this isn't a podcast for you. I mean, it could be... If you're willing to listen to discourse, which some are and some aren't, um, you may enjoy yourself here, but at other times you may not. And we won't hold it against you if when we do start talking about Snape in a more in-depth kind of way, if you decide that you need to either not listen to the episodes where we are going to be discussing him or just not listen to us at all. Yeah. Like, I am fully happy with that. What I won't be happy with is now that we've given you the disclaimer, you call us bad, horrible, selfish, awful people and all the names under the sun um, because we have a differing opinion. Because we don't understand love. (laughs) No, I understand love and that's not it. Um, It's all just – it's also the fact that it's said with respect. We are allowed to have opinions and if you don't like those opinions, that's fine. Mm Mm-hmm. What is not fine is being horrible people to us because we have a differing opinion. So 
With that in mind, we are happy for you to listen. We are happy for you to discuss. You can throw differing opinions at us. Happy for that. Mm. Just don't throw shit at us. Yep. There will also be some swearing. Disclaimer number three, <laughs> I have a potty mouth. Uh, I have a very Australian tongue. So <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, that's a nice way of saying yes, it. Yes, it is. <laughs> and I will, I will maintain that. Um, but, yes, uh, we will be yeah. welcoming um, listener discussions. We haven't 100% nailed down what venue for that we will have. This is, you know our first episode and it's more of a introduction than anything else but um we will figure that out we will have an we will definitely have an email for contact i'm on twitter um i have a twitter account it comes out once a year and that is for eurovision (laughs) i will start using it more (laughs) yes um and we may end up with an official twitter for the podcast but you know, that's we're not there yet. We haven't quite nailed down what we're going to be doing. Yeah. Like we are figuring this out as we go. Even though we spent the last six months talking about it, <laughs> we didn't really iron out any details. No. So uh, enjoy the ride. It's all been very conceptual, um, basically. Yeah, conceptual right up until Fee messaged me the other day and went, hey, so Wednesday night. And I went, yeah, all right. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we're a little bit slapdash, but, you know, we'll probably tune it up as we go. Oh, look, slapdash is how the best things always come to fruition. Um, I should probably also, you know, just as characters that we don't like, um, Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah, look, I have a love-hate relationship with Dumbledore. I love Dumbledore in the sense of what his character embodies and is meant to be. Also don't like his problematic, uh, problematic at times way to deal with children. He's not a good teacher is the thing. <laughs> he should not be not in charge teacher. of children. Um, doesn't – not a great teacher, doesn't make great decisions, but I also can appreciate what he was supposed to be for Harry. Um, as a child, loved Dumbledore. As an adult, not so much. And I think that is a big distinguishing feature of him, mm-hmm. which I'm happy to talk about in a more in-depth way but yes this is one episode that I think opinions will differ slightly not very much between Fee and myself um I don't quite hate Dumbledore I am wary of him Mm. is a good way to put it yes I do not trust Albus Wolfric Brian first of all I got those in the wrong way but whatever Dumbledore (laughs) look honestly I I don't remember what order his name's going I think it's Albus Percival Wilfrick Brian Dumbledore. I think that's the way it goes. But Yeah, that sounds about right. Like the rhythm of that sounds correct. And you know, there's oh there's God. sort of a rhythm to all of the names in Harry Potter that kind of, like there's there's definitely a way that things sound correct. <laughs> yes, it's true. Mm. It's true. All right. Well, I think that uh, yes. might be everything we wanted to cover on this introductory episode. We hope that you will join us when we start to actually talk about the various questions that we have. Yes, I think this is going to work out splendidly. Yes, and um, we haven't talked about signing off yet. I imagine, you know, mischief managed might be be suitable, might be fitting. (laughs) Yep, mischief managed works well. This has been a, a pot of nonsense. Yes, and mischief managed.
Potter Nonsense is a production of Bronze Pig Media and is recorded in Queensland and South Australia. If you liked the show, please rate, review and subscribe so that others can find us. You can contact us on Twitter at Bronze Pig Media or by email at bronzepigmedia at gmail.com. Bronze Pig Media. Oink. <laughs>